WAHTV is created for adult audiences only. Our show contains adult content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Witchcraft After Hitting the Block. Some of our audience members may already know, but for those who don't, Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt is a spiritual community on Facebook where people of all walks and of all beliefs are welcome to share and learn. We are a safe space for POC and LGBTQ plus folk, and as the name implies, After hitting the blunts, we appreciate y'all coming back and giving us listen, giving us your ears. Today's episode, we will be going over beauty magic, the history of beauty magic, deities that are associated with beauty and youth and stuff like that. And to talk about this, we brought in two very special experts. We welcome back to our favorite Gemini, Dustin. And also our extra special guest, and it's also their birthday, Liz is back! (laughs) Thank you. Liz is also an expert when it comes to this stuff. They have altars set up to various deities such as Aphrodite and others. They do their own beauty rituals and you know, know lots of like witchcraft and history for this too. So we got two experts today. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And of course, we'll be celebrating your birthday. We'll be partying it up. (laughs) Awesome. Shot. (laughs) Yeah, you guys guys could do shots. Hair the dog for Lindy. (laughs) Right. I think that would help. I can't drink. (laughs) Oh, no. Can you still smoke? Uh, Yeah, I can still smoke. Yeah. Okay, I've been doing a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) He's awesome. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to light up this joint then. And I don't really know a lot about beauty magic, stuff like that. So I'm just going to sit back and learn from (laughs) y'all. I should say that I am not like an expert expert, but I do my own rituals. I think there's, there's not really um, a wrong way to be witch, a witch, especially in this day and age. Um, yeah. I just feel that manifesting and putting out what you, you know, feel inside will make you more beautiful on that side. You know what I mean? Um, unless you're a hateful person, then <laughs> you're going to be ugly. You're be a bitch. But... <laughs> Oh, your voice well, is going to break up a little bit there. Yeah, you broke up. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. It again. Uh, but no, we have we have a special place in our hearts for crowns, especially for Katie. But still, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you say crones? Yeah, crowns. What exactly? Mm -hmm. like What's a crone? What is? I've heard this term used before, and I've never looked it up. What like is like an crone? old lady? Oh, like mm -hmm. is that a negative word for an old lady? I think so. Oh, it could be, but it can also yeah. be like a term of respect too. Yeah, oh. like a like reclaimed yes. kind of power thing. Like there's like the like the like triple goddess is like yeah. you know like the young woman, then like the regular the witch, mother, and then the crone. Yeah, the mother and yeah. the crone. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, it's kind of like generation thing. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. Today I'm learning so many new things. I love. But it. if a man were mm -hmm. saying it, it would be negative. Right, because it's like the word like mm -hmm. bitch or cunt. Men are just like, yeah. oh, that old crone. You have no more use now. You're old. Your uterus is dried up. We have no more use for you. Yeah. <laughs> so scary, dude. <laughs> oh right. It's funny because it's true. I know. <sighs> this society. Well, we don't have to get into it in this no. episode about let's mm. not let's let's I think we should do a mention that, you know. Roe v. Wade should not have happened. Oh, and yeah. we support everyone and a woman's choice here. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this happened yesterday. You, the, our audience, you, you all are hearing this a little later, but Roe v. Wade was overturned yesterday in the United States from our yep. point of recording. And, but hey, you know what? Check out our episode, Light Magic for Dark Times, where Clara and I when the whole Roe v. Wade stuff was leaked in the court a month ago, Claire and mm, I decided to yeah. do this episode to talk about um, healing magic, uh, a good like relaxing magic for activists, uh, magic for people with uteruses and all different mm. stuff like that. So check that episode out if you guys are interested, if you all are interested. Yeah. Um, well, where should we get started with the beauty stuff? Uh, well, well, I think with any... Well, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, did he go? <laughs> well, so, I would like the, the word, the origin of the word glamour um, actually comes from the Scottish grammary around 1720. Um, and a glamour or glamour um, is considered a spell that would affect the eyesight of the beholder. Making objects or people appear beautiful or fascinating. And um, I think that's interesting because um, witches have in folklore always been shown to be um, transform transformative, you know, whether it be the, the evil, evil queen in Snow White or, um, you know, the gingerbread house lady in um, Hansel and Gretel, you know, they've always been, it's always been shown to be a negative thing, but um, I don't, you know, I think it can be positive as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's interesting that you mentioned also the witch from Snow White, because that whole story was a beauty issue, was a beauty magic mm -hmm. story, mm -hmm. right? So. Oh, ab mm -hmm. absolutely. What wouldn't are... Ursula, wouldn't Ursula also fall into that category as well? absolutely oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's like beauty and youth kind of magic um and yeah so she um what i loved about ursula is she only transformed into the beautiful woman 
you know, to teach Ariel a lesson, pretty much, she didn't stay that way. She was comfortable in her own skin, which is yeah. what true beauty is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Embracing who you are. Yeah, I've been seeing stuff about that recently, like TikToks and like little like memes and stuff that were just like, hold up, Ursula here, like she chose to live every day, you know, as a like a curvy octopus woman with like short white hair, like she didn't care about her age. You know, Mm -hmm. she didn't care, she didn't meet society's beauty standards. She had her home and, and all that stuff. And you know, she took Ariel's voice away to teach her that a woman's voice is actually the most important thing that a woman can possess, you know, because we were just talking about Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So how about this? Since we've already touched on now um, magic that makes others see you as desire and beautiful and then magic that keeps you like young desirable and like beautiful according to like other people or whatever why don't we start with a couple of rituals for these um do you let's start with um you know i'm really fascinated about the bewitching stuff (laughs) (laughs) do you know liz any like spells or rituals or deities or stories that are related to like the bewitching and you know, doing magic to make other people see you a specific way? Yeah, I think it really goes back a long time in history, kind of like Dustin was saying, um, and a lot of the stories y'all brought up as well. And uh, I don't know if anyone has seen The Witch, the movie. I have, I have. Yeah. It's the one with the, I think she's like a pilgrim or something with like a yeah. family, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yep. Um, and there's a lot of transformative aspects in that movie as well. Um, not only with the witch who turns into a younger woman and also a rabbit at one point, but with the main character herself, um, a lot of different things sort of come out through the movie. And it's not entirely just beauty, but it's appearance. You know, her hair gets less uh, well manicured and you start seeing like flyaways around her face and something like that, which is supposed to show her becoming unhinged. But what a lot of people, including myself, actually took from that movie was she was coming into her own. She was getting away from her oppressive family and she was becoming a quote unquote witch, which really just kind of meant her own person, really. She was um, basically yeah. becoming Ursula because you're saying like mm-hmm. her hair was becoming frayed and normally in society, they'd be like, oh, your hair, do something with it, make yep. it look nice. But yep. she was turning more into Ursula being like, I do what I want. I love my body. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. And I don't do too much bewitching. I don't think I do it actively, intentionally as like you would like a manifestation type thing, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's almost more of a, like, this is how I want to feel. So therefore, let's make me look like I feel like that. Does that make sense? Uh Almost, um, Almost like taking a bath for cleansing. You can cleanse yourself spiritually that way as well. And I feel like uh, taking care of yourself, indulging in beauty magic, a lot like Dustin was saying earlier, it's not just a physical thing. It very much is in your spirit, too. And it's not always all about what everyone else sees as beautiful, but what you think is beautiful in you and how to uh, sort of capitalize on that and embrace it. Women aren't really allowed to feel uh, ego or vanity in the society we're very much told to be humble and i don't i don't do that 
<laughs> we don't do that around here. <laughs> yeah. We're all outspoken. We're all loud. And um, I think a lot of yeah. our appearances in certain ways also show that. You know, Dean yeah. has the tattoos. My hair is bright blue, purple. Like, we shout it from the rooftops, the kind of women we are, not only with our voice, like in the Ursula story, but also through our appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. definitely. I hate it when, like, I'll be, like, s- scrolling TikTok and there'll be a video come up where, you know, it's it's some person that is doing, like, a stitch and, like, speaking out against, uh, like, a conservative TikTok up someone put. And there's there are a lot that are about loud women. <laughs> there are, like, mm-hmm. more about yeah. loud women than, like, other aspects of being a woman. And they're just, like, women aren't supposed to be loud. Men don't like it when <laughs> women are loud. Like, oh, that sucks. Like, like, people yep. are just, like, there's always, like, some complaint. And it's just, like, first off, no one gives a shit if a man is quiet or if a man is loud. Um, and second off, mm-hmm. it's like, there are like, what, almost 8 billion people on this planet and half of them are women. So you're telling me that like 4 billion people on this planet are supposed to be like quiet and not raise their voices? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just like, we're all individuals, you know, like, let's talk about like our science for a minute here. Lindy and I are Aries. We were yeah. born loud people. That's yeah. like trying to be like, you shouldn't have brown eyes. You should change the color of your eyes. And it's like, right. I can't. This is how I was born. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, shocking to the listeners, I am a man. <gasps> you, <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. Um, or my voice probably, but, um, I was raised by really strong women and I've grown, you know, I've always grown to respect women and, um, the women, I, I always wanted to be like the women, like women. Um, so it's really odd to me when I hear like other men talk about how, you know, oh, a woman's place is here or they try to they try to monologue they try to like not monologue but rant about where women should be and like dude no one gives a fuck Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. you know i mean and i mean everyone all the guys on the playground would be like "Ooh, i want to be the red ranger or whatever and i'd be like i want to be princess diana fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Superhero so, Princess Diana on the playground. I fucking love it. Because she was literally someone who was saving the world. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it, it just always has shocked me that women have put out, have been, have put, been out there putting in the work for so long, so long. Even looking at presidents yep. in America, the women ran shit behind the scenes. Um and it just yep. boggles my mind that men still, that, that, well, not all men, but, you know, some, like, a lot of men out there are still sexist and think women can't do certain things. It just drives me absolutely batshit crazy. I just wanted to yeah. jump back to, like, the presidency and stuff like that just for, like, a second, and then we can jump forward again. But you made me think of Eleanor Roosevelt when you said that. A lot Mm. of people don't know this. I can't remember if it was his third or fourth term, but by then he was already in a wheelchair and he couldn't move. And he also had the war going on, World War II. So he wasn't able to campaign. And Eleanor Roosevelt, she was already a politician all on her own, like living her own life, doing her own thing. But 
he needed to take care of this war. In his mind, he needed to finish this war and he wasn't able to actually go and campaign. So she dropped everything she was doing. She campaigned in his place. She went around the entire country Damn. as if she was a president and she won him that vote by herself. Yeah, um, I believe she said something along the lines of, um, my husband has no legs, so I have to be his legs. Yeah, yeah, you know? she's mm-hmm. incredible. And you know what? She was someone that society at that time, man, men were mean to her because she was not classically beautiful. Mm-hmm. She, exactly. That, you know, she, was, she didn't have coiffed hair. She didn't really care. She was like the Bernie Sanders of women at that time. Yeah. You know, um, for her, she was like, I can't change my face. You know, I look how I look, you know, so what? My husband loves me because I'm a powerful, strong, intelligent, cool, kick-ass, loving woman. And that's all that matters. And I believe that in myself. And that's who I'm going to be. And she ended up living a kick-ass life because of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds me of Abigail Adams as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's another very influential woman behind a very influential president. Uh, it was often jokes that, Pretty much anything and every decision that came across his desk went through her first. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. And yep. You can see her letters to him today. Um, her yep. advising him and oh, that's sick. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, which museum are those housed in? I'm probably. I think the Smithsonian. I'm not 100 sure. It might be in Library of Congress or something like that. But all right. Um, I think I read a book. I read um a book about that once, and it's just so fascinating mm-hmm. how he maneuvered and yeah, got him through the presidency. That's fucking mm-hmm. sick. I love mm-hmm. that. We need to make, make you guys like. Oh, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say if you guys also want to watch something about it, um, there's a really good docu-pic. I think HBO did it. Mm-hmm. It was one of them, HBO stars, something like that. But it has a Paul Giamatti in it. And it's a series. And it's really, really good. And it's Uh, about, I think it's just titled Zada. is in it. And she plays what? She plays, okay, I know which one you're talking about. I started to Mm -hmm. watch that a long time ago. And I fell off of it. That is really good. Mm -hmm. I love Laura Linney. She's such a good actress. So beautiful, yes. So Laura Linney. If you hear us, get your people to call our people. We want you on the show. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, too. Catherine O'Hara, Laura oh, Liddy, if you hear this, can we just, like, conduct? Do any of you know any kind of magic where we can, like, digitally hold each other's hands, like, in a circle? And We need, like, an amplifier. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. put magic together to, like, send messages to these two incredible kick-ass women. <laughs> when I used to work on Twitter at my old job, we used to... Um, I use all of my um, my people hold do um, magic to keep trolls away, like yeah. digital magic to keep trolls away. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's very useful. We should yeah. put some of that up in the group because the internet is so much better when everyone's just like chill and doing their thing and not being a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's a fascinating tool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So anyways, let's get back then to the uh, the ritual magic stuff, right? We kind of went off a little bit there on, you know, yeah. it's worth it, incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I got to wait. Okay. No, 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 it's fine. Um, I was going <laughs> to. No, nope, you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say I had a good way to tying in the history and an influential woman and rituals all together. And that is. The Countess Ezra Bathory. Yep. <sighs> Let's hear about that. Yep. I don't know this this story very well. So, 
the way the story usually goes, how everyone hears it, is this woman was a countess. Her, her husband had died, but she wanted to stay a young and beautiful woman. And so young women started disappearing from her court. And it was one day when a maid was brushing her hair or something like that, tugged a little bit too hard, and uh, the countess, you know, flung back and, and hit her across the face and drew blood with her ring. Um, and I guess out of curiosity, I guess, I'm not entirely sure how when somebody told this story originally, like they thought, oh, yeah, let's just put the blood on my face. But anyway, that's in the story what she did. And uh, supposedly she thought it made her look younger and more youthful because she was taking in that young essence of a young woman. And it's also a great example of how beauty has also been used against women because there's another side to that story, yeah. which is that the church owed her money and that she was sitting on a lot of land that yeah. a lot of influential men wanted. And so they created this story to undermine her and uh, get her out of the way, basically. It was basically like a smear campaign. Yep. So it may not have ever even happened, but because at that time, that would have been like, I don't know, how do we equate that level of like gossip and scandal and slander, like with today's age? And that's I, a good I was. Sorry. I was just going to say, I was thinking, how fucking badass is it, though? Like, they 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 intend it to be bad, and they intended it for people to go, oh, no, let's get rid of her, whatever. But, like, think of, like, how awesome it would be to have that kind of story made up about you. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of person would you have mm -hmm. been for that to happen? Like, that's amazing. And she's right? been you know and her legacy is she's been used in so many um forms of media like mm -hmm. i remember watching salem. she's a legend yeah i remember watching salem and um oh no um xena the warrior princess the girl who played her um played elizabeth bathory you know like um lady gaga huh. played her or played a version of her in hotel like she yep. has been used as you know um inspiration for so much creativity so yeah i feel mm -hmm. like i've seen that image of like a witch bathing in blood mm -hmm. uh like frequently mm -hmm. in witch stories of you know women trying to keep themselves young or beautiful or something like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that's how history tells it and that's how our men tell it but yeah if you look on the other side of it women have been using makeup forever Mm -hmm. uh, to not only protect themselves, but intimidate maybe their enemies if they were warriors or, um, you know, it was used for so many different kinds of things. Glamour magic was always about stepping into your power. And it's interesting to me that it's been twist into vanity and ego. Mm -hmm. It was tied around like health and stuff too. So I was using a lot of different things related to like different health issues. Um, mm -hmm. But... All right, I have another question. So you kind of inspired me, Lindy, when you were talking about the, uh, the hot stones, like the spa stones. So let's say I wanted to do that particular problem. Let's say I wanted to make my own like hot stone like ritual. 
what other stones like because I know some stones can't be left out in the sun some can't be put in water like what stones mm-hmm. can I heat up to like try and like they do well mm-hmm. in like the heat like maybe they like it and I put it on my body and like my body's like yeah we like this stone and the heat is nice. I don't want to say anything because I don't know offhand like I what mean, stones not to use I would personally like you live in California you have access to like you know I feel like maybe deserty climates and ocean like mm-hmm. climates I yeah like there's like a few stones that I have that I got from I think we kind of talked about this before like you and I like you know personally um going to like Big Sur area and like Pfeiffer Beach I said has like the cool purple sands with like glittery and it's very magical seeming and whatever and there's lots of weird little like keyhole caves and stuff there are like a bunch of stones that I like got from there that are like they very much remind me of like hot stones where they're like kind of flat they're like black these ones were kind of cool they had like white lines going through them and I don't know I just liked them a lot and so they were like I'm really big into palm stones because like anxiety and like I fidget with my hands a lot. And so I like things that I can put in my hands and like rub and they were like a very good flat, like even texture for that. But I would think that, you know, because they're on the beach and they are in the sun and they've been there for how many thousands of years, (laughs) like hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. of years, that would be my go-to probably outside of like buying a set from somewhere. Like if you were trying to Mm -hmm. find them in nature, I would go with climates and areas where the stones have been there for many years Mm -hmm. and clearly can be in the sun. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And it also like taking like a mundane earthy stone to me sounds like oh if you're taking this as like a normal like a river stone or a stone that you like take it out of the dirt or out of the sand or like I feel like that would be very grounding like we are Mm, we tend to be drawn to like crystals and like the really pretty stuff but even just like the most like mundane and boring of stones like still has power and magic and some property within it you know Mm. and I like the idea of doing Mm. like a ritual with stones like that and using them for like heat and ground yeah it's really funny you like say that because there's these stones that like are only in like what's like the upper peninsula here like between here and I think what like Michigan Minnesota I don't know whatever up here in the you know great northern (laughs) winter (laughs) forever winter it's like the UP and there's rocks there Brian got them for me for I think Christmas and it's like they just look like normal little like ugly rocks like gray speckled rocks whatever but when you put them under UV they like glow like pink (gasps) oh it's like really cool yeah and it's like super cool it's whatever like chemical makeup is in them um when you put it under uv it like yeah glows like a speckly pink and it's like really neat but yeah when it's not under uv it just looks like your common like i don't know regular Mm -hmm. like gravelly looking like stone Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. that is there's another one like that too it's like it glows uh like gold or something like that Mm -hmm. if you like those i think that's really cool like I don't know yeah. science so therefore it blows my mind. Yeah. I love uh, the whole concept of bioluminescence, yeah. like yeah. in nature. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fucking cool. Yeah, that's sick. Mm-hmm. You know what else is cool that's really blowing my mind right now? Is y'all got me a food I can freaking eat. Yeah, the most I've been able to eat. Yay. Yay. Like, that was our goal. Like, yeah. <laughs> the goal was to find you something that was good. We did a lot of research on like what you know is good for different 
like, you know, some of the illnesses that you've had and struggles that you've Mm -hmm. had lately. So there was research done. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to feed you something that was going to like make you worse or hurt you, but I know how much you love delicious food too. So I I was like, I got to find something that's like delicious also. And apparently pumpkin is really good for like ulcers. Um, and I think like peppermint was like good for like pancreatitis too, stuff like that. And there's like a bunch of, mm-hmm. I like, I, I researched even like down to like bananas mm-hmm. and chocolate and like all the little mm-hmm. things. Cause I, I almost got you a turmeric tea and then I found out that would actually harm you. So then I was like, oh no. Cause I thought, oh, turmeric, that's healing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. That's yeah. something else for our audience to yeah. remember too, when you're working with like herb magic and spices and things like that, just make sure you double check your personal health uh, to make sure that those things aren't going to harm your body when you think that they're going to help you. Right. Like check the yeah. science, kind of like how Dustin was saying before he left, like, you know, how like in the community, there's a lot of like traditions that come out and it's like, that's actually not that great for you. <laughs> like at yeah. least not, you know, right. like, passion that's being done. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest ones that I hate seeing is, um, you know, those like St. Ives scrubs or those really thick people will throw like walnut shells and shit in there. Like not just sugar scrubs, but like we're talking abrasive scrubs mm-hmm. and they use it on their face. Yeah. Yeah. And then they wonder why they have so much acne and why they're aging so fast. And I'm like, well, on a micro level, you are cutting up your face like Freddy Krueger. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to help anything. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. What are some, um, like, if someone wanted to make their own like magical scrub or something that they wanted to infuse with their own magic or spirituality like make it or not a scrub I should say but like uh, an exfoliator or cleanser from home but they don't want to put something abrasive in it like what are some ingredients that you would recommend yeah um so naturally uh I would say milk to some degree and yogurt um, depending on the form of it, can have lactic acid in it, and that is a very gentle exfoliator. Um, of course, you can also find it on the shelves. Uh, there's several beauty products. If you take a look at the ingredients or the active ingredients, lactic, lactic acid is a very common one for exfoliation. Um, another one is salicylic acid, but it, that one's a little bit harder to replicate mm. in uh, well, like nature, essentially, it's hard to replicate it naturally without hurting yourself because things like strawberries, kiwis, like Dustin was saying, fruit oils, especially any kind of citrus oils, those can be really, really harmful and you kind of need to leave it to the scientists. Um, Yeah, but um, I've known people who have tried to wash their face with oatmeal. I don't know what that's supposed to do, but maybe don't do it the skin oh don't do it maybe yeah i mean yeah i think like scrubbing is yeah yeah but like you know scrub but like if you want to use like some oat water or something like that just do your face afterwards go for it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what are some like uh i know we've been talking about this a lot what are some do's and don'ts of skincare or like um myths in skincare hmm Another one, uh, peel off masks are no good for you. Same way uh, the rough hmm. exfoliators aren't because you're just pulling, tugging, micro tearing your skin. Oh, shit. Um, That's good to know. The best thing I say I would recommend 
for a good beauty routine that's going to be good for you all the way around is a vitamin C serum. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very strong antioxidant. And if you can get a cream with peptides in it as well, you will see the biggest difference in your skin Mm -hmm. off that product alone. Have a nice little vitamin C like wake up spray. Ooh, I love the mm-hmm. sound of that. That sounds so refreshing mm-hmm. in the morning. That's right. in like my that's out. in my cabinet with my uh, face routine. Skin care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes I will say I do use like that. And there's like a milk one that I have that like is a spray that like that's really quick and easy. Um, mm-hmm. I. So, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I would say like going back to like the beginning when you were talking about, um, kind of like glamour magics and like, I don't know how I want to word that, but like kind of speaking things into existence, I guess, kind of what you were saying, Mm -hmm. like how to attract people to you and all those kinds of things. Um, I mean, I think like essentially like makeup is kind of, you know, it's for us, it's for other people. It can be for like Liz was saying, like warrior type stuff. It can be for, you know, whatever, your own ego. But I think there's a lot of power in makeup and a lot of room for magic there. Um, I know like there's a lot of like siren lipstick spells that are out there Mm -hmm. for like, you know, when you're putting on lipstick and stuff, like, you know, like speak out the words that you're trying to like seal in kind of, or what you want to Mm -hmm. attract for that day, Mm -hmm. whether that's a person or, you know, energy, whatever, those kinds of things. Um, Even stuff down to like color magic, like, you know, for like your eyeshadows and lipsticks and like blush, various things like that, highlighters. I'd also, Um, sorry to uh, interject there for a minute, but with the colors and color magic too, um, a lot of uh, indigenous kind of like painting and makeup and stuff too is very like color specific for like power and stuff. I can't speak too much about like US and like Plains uh, natives, but like I know that with like Mexico region indigenous people, like that was a huge part of Mm -hmm. like ritual and like warfare and even like daily life and stuff. Um, and there were trends also because like both the Mayas and the the Aztec or the Mexica, where they were like really into like fashion and like looking good too. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and like colors are very significant. So certain, and the men painted their faces just like the women did too, like how we were talking earlier about like the Egyptians and, you know, like European pagans and such. Um, but certain colors represented very specific things um, in, in ritual and even with like the masks that are worn and the headdresses, specific feathers, specific colors, specific items, they represented very specific energies that people were trying to like absorb or promote, you know? But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, I think that's awesome. That's exactly in the vein of what we were talking about. I think that's perfect. (laughs) I always associate the sign of Libra with like beauty and magic um because like libra is the sign of like aesthetic um and it's also like a sign of balance too it's a very like spiritual kind of thing and you are yvonne are not just libra but you're also like on the cusp with um scorpio too which is very like sultry and beauty as well and passion and such so i wanted to know if 
I don't know, there were very, if there were any like Libra <laughs> things or like Libran things or craft or something that you do or that you know of. What's funny is I never like intentionally did any like type of glamour magic. I don't know why. It, I didn't feel like I needed it. Mm-hmm. Like I always was found attractive and I kind of hated the attention. But then it's like the Scorpio tendencies was like, I crave the attention. Like <laughs> older, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I kind of miss that. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't like intentionally do anything like to make myself look more beautiful or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already was. Ooh. but I think that kind of comes with like a healthy like like we were talking about like healthy ego and like again the whole like inner power and stuff because like I'll say I also have a Libra friend who like I don't know man like the confidence is off the charts like I am somebody who does not have a lot of like good self-confidence and whatever but like I mean she is always like pumping me up and like she is just so confident in herself and it's like amazing and I love to see it and like just in I mean she's also a witch and like has just these like you know crazy like natural powers that it's like yeah I don't think that it's like a conscious like thought where you're saying like okay yeah I'm like doing glamour magic right now or I'm whatever Mm -hmm. like I think it's just kind of a it's part of the being uh-huh. Yeah. She's born with it. Yeah. She didn't mean Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> some of us do. <laughs> right? Some of us do. Or some of us don't, because you know, yeah. we're totally fine. We're just like, oh, right. we don't need it. <laughs> Fuck capitalism. That's what right. it is. Maybelline is capitalizing on women's <laughs> need. Nah, I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know. If you love Maybelline, cool, that's fine. If you love makeup, I'm not speaking about it. Copyright. Here comes yeah. Maybelline. I know, right? I'm just like slamming the <laughs> Because I see this sometimes in the group that there will be some people who are like, hey, I want to reach out to Aphrodite. How do I start like doing that? Like, what's the process or who are some other deities um, that I can like reach out to or that are good? And also, I just wanted to say that we are also a gender inclusive group. And we realize that when it comes to like beauty and makeup and deities, that that can also include non-binary and men, and that's cis men and trans men. Mm-hmm. They're both the same. They're men. So I thought it'd be kind of cool if maybe we can touch on different deities of different genders that are about like beauty and passion and like being like mm-hmm. you know confident and stuff like that. You know, I think that the interesting thing about Aphrodite is even though she is very much perceived perceived as a goddess and as female and you know there's the famous artwork venus um which is another version of aphrodite um there's actually another version of her and in some stories it's um one of her kids but hermaphrodite was very much um non-binary uh they were neither male they were neither female they were somewhere in between and that's mm-hmm. actually where we got the word hermaphrodite oh Oh, hmm. shit. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I've heard people talk about Freya a lot, too. That's another goddess. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some, some other males and or um, non-binary ones. Loki, perhaps? Loki, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And 
I know that Loki is like the trickster, right? But is Loki mm-hmm. a deity that's also known like if you wanted Loki, to like have beauty confidence? Sorry. I was gonna say Loki's a mother, technically. Mm-hmm. Oh, Loki gave yeah. birth when in the um female form. Oh wow. Uh, well, I think uh, oh, Loki is the father of Slepnir or mother of Slepnir. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it was mother. Gave birth when in like horse form and also is like, you know, mother to like the world serpent in those stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just love the Mm -hmm. fact that Loki can like change their body too. Like, I would love to just be able to like, whatever I'm feeling that day, because like I'm gender fluid, right? And there are some days where I'm just like, yeah, I wish I had like pecs. You know, how, <laughs> I want a vagina and a penis at the same time, you know, like, I don't know, like, sometimes I want to like, change my body around and, like, form it for, like, how I'm feeling that day, and it just, like, it's kind of frustrating sometimes that I can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe that, that would be, be so cool. a good deity, then, to reach out to, like, if you're someone who's dealing with, um, like, self like body positivity or something like that or if you're someone yeah. who like suffers from dysphoria of some sort you can turn to loki maybe to maybe yeah I think like hathor is another one hathor like egyptian is like oh, yeah. she was kind of like sex drugs rock and roll oh, shit. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like um a lot of people look to her for like beauty and stuff too Nice. Um, and what are like some aspects of Hathor? What's Hathor's story? Um, I mean, she was like a big one that they like looked to for like sexual, like why I say sex, drugs, and rock and rolls because like the Egyptians looked to her for like different like sexuality and like drunkenness and like dance and parties, like any celebrations that they had, like often like offerings were given to Hathor for that. Um, I like honestly don't know a lot about like her story in like all the myth. I usually like um she's just wasn't one that was big on my radar for that. Um I do know a lot of other Egyptian myth, but hers I don't know so much. It's kind of funny because <laughs> the reason I actually thought about that was because so here comes my like sci-fi nerd coming out <laughs> is that I watch um Stargate and in SG1 oh, yeah. it's like based around like the like villain I'm making quotation marks the villains in like Stargate are like Egyptian gods that basically are like these weird like well they take the form of Egyptian gods but they're like weird little like symbiotes that like take over human hosts and um appear as these Egyptian gods and Hathor is in one of the episodes and she's like glamour magic making everyone fall in love with her and like to like infiltrate their like government area and stuff but that's what made me think of that yeah (laughs) yeah that's awesome We'll have to look into that one a bit more. I also didn't realize that the Stargate story was about not gods because I only seen the movie, so I didn't realize yeah. it was like some other like alien consciousness pretending to be gods. Yeah, there's a, it's a whole it's a whole weird thing. But like, okay. there's like another like ancient <laughs> alien race that is actually like they're all named after like the Norse gods, and they're like kind of the good guys that have this like technology knowledge that they give to like the humans to like combat these other like whatever alien race that wants to like take over and dominate so according (laughs) okay so in the stargate universe 
the Norse, Northern European white gods are the good guys. But the they Egyptian don't. I know. Gods are the but, good guys. but I the will African say gods are bad. they appear as gray aliens. They don't <laughs> look, they don't actually look like people. They're just given the names like the one is named like Thor. And that's like, uh, he's what? like this weird little gray alien. It's super mm, weird. I don't know. But don't, know. <laughs> don't be dissing Stargate right now. <laughs> Let me say on like the first episode, it's like so funny. I always, like Brian and I are always laughing and they like make fun of it later in the show that they like wrote it in there. But like in like one of the first episodes when like the female lead comes into the picture, they like aren't listening to her like while she's trying to talk and she like makes this giant statement about like listen to me just because like you won't listen to me just because my like reproductive organs are on the inside and it's just like the most weird like cringy <laughs> statement to like mm-hmm. make and they end up later like being like yeah we probably shouldn't have done that and they like they like make it like a little joke of it in the thing but yeah I'll have to check it out I'll check it out because I'm okay with making people feel weird and uncomfortable mm-hmm. no for <laughs> sure and talking about reproductive organs like I purposely I try my hardest to say the word penis instead of like dick (laughs) or like some other word for it you know I'm trying to get in the habit of saying like vagina and penis as often Mm -hmm. as I can (laughs) yeah I guess I kind of think that I don't know I'm a big fan of like anything can be magic if you like want it to be so like you know don't Mm -hmm. overcomplicate it it can be like as simple as like you taking your makeup you choose to wear for the day and being like you know oh I like speak into it like this is Mm -hmm. you know say any kind of little mantra or something this mascara Mm -hmm. provides confidence put it on like you know it's Uh sealed there you go or Or you know like like simply washing your face like washing away vitamins yeah Yeah. washing away negative like impurities (laughs) and negative thoughts and then like Mm -hmm. you know those kinds of things All right, guys, thank you for sticking with us this episode as we talked about some skincare routines, some rituals. We talked about some famous women and deities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a birthday party. uh, We did. Yeah. Yeah, Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Dustin graced us also. Yes. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Dustin. I know you're Thank you, Dustin. We love you. Thanks for listening to Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at After Hitting the Blunt and email us your ideas to afterhitting.theblunt at gmail.com. Stay high, friends.